Life is for living. Feel to your fullest. Challenge the challengers. Carve out your place. Faithful to friends. Relentless to foes. Loving to kith. Fulfilling your word. The Gaming Grunts present the Colomar Campaign for NeuroQuest 2 by Moon Design Publications. Alright, so this is the post-game discussion for the Colomar Campaign. Um, so, what do y'all think? Anybody? Everybody? It was interesting compared to Call of Cthulhu because less traps happened. You know, okay. just for the gameplay. You know, there wasn't, yeah, you know, was you, we looked adventure. up or something happened and then we all had sand points taken <laughs> away. Um, it, was, it was a little harder for me to get into because it was a whole new realm. Yeah, the you setting know. is very complicated. I will, I will certainly... So it, it's where we, you know, kind of understand the 20s and 30s because we sort of have more history of that and paradigms therein. Um, yeah, you're still people. Yeah. <laughs> people. People are people, even in the yeah. 20s. But uh, this is a different mindset. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of, of politics and turmoil and conflict going on throughout the realm. Yes, there is. So it's kind of... Yeah, no, I think uh, watching Game of Thrones season one got me pretty well prepared for this. Even though it's a three right now. <laughs> Someone, someone will probably be doing a role-playing game version of Game of Thrones yeah. if it doesn't already exist. I will be waiting. I think the video game is either in development or out already. So, like Matt and Christy, both of you are like have come from the video game background, not really the role-playing game background, right? What did you think of the this, of the experience? I thought it was really fun. I I think personally, it took a little bit to get my bearings and and where where to kind of step in. And I, and I felt like that didn't happen much until like the latter, the, late, the later ends of mm-hmm. the campaign. Um, but starting to get a feel for, you know, how to play and, and where to step in and where to let everyone else kind of do their thing too. So, mm-hmm. um, but it was very, it was very entertaining. Um, and I'd like to, I could, I would love to do this campaign or something in the, in the genre again. Mm-hmm. Feel like the experience with this one would make the next one better. Yeah. About you, Christy? I thought it was really fun. It was like Matt said. At first, I didn't know what I could or couldn't do, but it's really open ended. So figuring out like, or I, I, overthinking things is a problem. You know, <laughs> like can we talk to him? <laughs> can, should we go left or should we go? Right? <laughs> you know, um, but it was really fun, and I'd like to do it again or something else. Jen, you came from, You had a little bit of role playing experience. Yeah, I just had the the one big failure, but this was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't die. I didn't kill anybody, which is great. Um, by the healing, you mean? By the healing, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but uh, I thought it was really fun. It was very engrossing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, at first, I was really, really shy, mm-hmm. and, and like, what to say? I mean, and so um, I felt a little more comfortable as it went on to to talk. And I think as I do more it'll get a little easier to to play pretend. Right. Yeah. Out loud. <laughs> 
So, Mike, you've been in a lot of different campaigns. What are yeah. different game systems? What do you I think? I thought it was interesting. Uh, something different, you know? I mean, I, I, the only thing I've done was um, uh, Cthulhu and the, uh, the Adventure. adventure. Yeah. Uh, it's different. Um, I like the way the, the skills are set up and the, the I guess the, the way the dice rolling works in this one. Mm-hmm. It is, it is, yeah. this is the first time I've uh, run it, actually even the first time I've played it. So it was a little bit interesting trying to set up the initial characters because I'm, I'm trying to advise you guys well, what are the abilities and breakouts versus top level, and I'm having trouble finding examples. I mean, do you, do you think that, I know a couple of you kind of felt you had sort of useless skills, even yeah. though it was, it kind of made sense at the start, and I don't know whether that's my fault for not anticipating that and trying to steer you in the right direction. Or that this campaign particularly didn't emphasize some of the skills that would have been like Matt, your trader character. I mean, we didn't do any trade because there's no opportunity really to do that in here. Right. Um, yeah, that's one thing. I mean, uh, basically, I wasn't sure about what what, what is needed or what skills would be useful mm-hmm. in this in this right. setting or campaign. Because in yeah, Cthulhu, you get you have all the skills right listed. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you, you you know you knew that that was well lock picking. You know, that might come up, and mm-hmm. really, you couldn't use a skill that wasn't on your sheet. Right. Here, you know, we weren't really sure what skills right. we might need. Right. You know. It seems very open-ended then, right? Yeah. It is definitely intended to be open-ended. Uh, the, the HeroQuest system, I mean, actually, in one, one way of generating a character is actually to write out a kind of write out a paragraph or two of what your character is and, can, and does, and from that, you pick out the key words and phrases that turn into the abilities. Um, I didn't like that particularly, um, so I, I kind of that's why I kind of went by the ability approach. Yeah, like if you ability. have a paragraph in mind, that would be a really good way to do it. Yeah, but, yeah. Not everyone is into that style of narr- more narrative or expository description. This this is maybe it's not ten gentle to the discussion, but I, I'm thinking since we're so enamored of these uh, electronic devices, are there any games that we use in conjunction with a device? Like where we each have like a screen and we have uh, uh, abilities or they interact or... Uh, I mean, I think there's an opportunity for something that's D&D role-playing and video game kind of setup, mm-hmm. where we all, you know, we're all on the same system, we're talking, we're role-playing, and then things happen, and then we choose what to do. Or, I mean, that that would be kind of an interesting other realm of gameplay. Yeah, I mean, there, uh, there are some groups that are gaming over Skype, and then they're using Google Hangout mm-hmm. to have a shared window for like usually for maps uh, and then also for little video um, if people have webcams and then you can see what your other what the other players on the other end of your Skype connection are doing um, because I can imagine like like if we were all logged into your device right and something happens and we all have to choose an action <coughs> you know choose my hunting skill and and then see and then, and then you get to see what we've all done and then another outcome get to choose between the I suppose if you wanted to make it, I mean, in, in a sense, that makes, to me, that makes it, that would work if we were geographically dispersed. Right. Um, but I, I, I'm not sure that I necessarily need that one to many. Yeah. No, that that sure. sort of, because it's almost like a, not like a secret choice, 
but like it's a it's a private choice, and I don't know that it necessarily. I, I think there's a lot of fun in the interaction between you're going to do what, <laughs> or wait a minute, that's yeah. a bad idea. I mean, yes, it's not realistic in the game system, or you know, if this was really happening, that would not be realistic. But I think the added enjoyment of knowing what your other players are doing. Yeah, I don't think necessarily it would have to be a hidden thing. But you know, like I said, this Although, is another dis- discussion. It would be like. What do you think? Should we all try this? Oh, I'm going to try the red button. Let's try the blue door. And then we all do that, and then, you know, something happens on your end. Yeah. You know what you might actually be interested in is uh, Minecraft Pocket Edition. Um, where the, like, the IP setup is you start up a world on your iPod or iPad or Android device that is a server on the LAN, and other people can sign into it. Which is actually yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah. But well, I think also, um, and we might I think we talked awesome. about at the very beginning. I, would, I asked if there were iPad or iPhone apps mm-hmm. um, for any games. <coughs> and uh, just having like the maps and uh, all of the information about the clients and different people right. readily available, I think could even be beneficial. Just not not even the, the, the game interaction side of it, but. Well, that's yeah, why I made photocopies of yeah. as much as I could, and, right. and you know, I yes, I only I have only the one copy of the of some of these color printouts. It's not like I can't make you know right. produce more of them. Because I kept color, on color to take anything that we've written down, put it in someplace so I can get to it. Well, see now, you know, in a way, that's your own personal choice. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, like the gaming grunts. I mean, we've got a wiki, right? Uh, which right now I, I'm the only one who can edit to it. But but I haven't really felt a need to right. put that. Yeah. There are some there are some other gaming groups that are doing that where the players are required to have like little their own little blog entries under their under this overall server, and you're supposed to keep up you know game, you know your character sort of running commentary. I think okay, that's great if you have you know hour an hour to compose all that and write it all down. But think about about a lot of video game RPGs that that is a little bit different, and maybe there's a way to incorporate some of these aspects. Is is one um, the leveling up aspect? I mean, mm-hmm. in a lot of RPG video games, you'll you know you'll you'll level up the world levels up with you, but it but for whatever reason, it feels more epic when you're at a high level and you're going against something that's at a high level. It just it enhances the feeling. I think at the very end, that right. demon battle, for example, right. we were all charged up. I mean, it just it felt more epic than mm-hmm. some of the other battles, which were just as important to in terms yeah. of the whole story. Yeah, so you run into a, you run into level inflation at that point. But yes, I, I know what you, I know what you mean about the feeling being able to roll lots of dice or being able to be feel a lot better than normally you would. Yeah, because in yeah. adventure we had that, right? We had multiple di- like you. Yeah, you could spend the uh, whatever that thing point was and double the number of dice you could roll. Right. Oh, yeah. But no matter what level, like in a lot of video game RPGs, you'll you will be a little bit higher and more skilled than the majority of the world, but you will come across some of those dire situations where, you know, you either have to hit a money roll, or you, as a team, you have to work very well together in order to mm-hmm. achieve, get through a certain point, so there'll be particular, you know, obstacles that are, and, that are much, much more, more difficult than any individual could take on. And I have to say that that one crit that I got was like my most memorable role. Absolutely, in everything that we you were done. you were in you were in. Well, you didn't know it at the time, and I did tell you afterwards privately that yeah, even if you'd failed that role, you'd have one more chance right. to but, do the extended contest without yeah. Before then, you would have really been lost. But yeah, I was I, I like one of the other games. 
since I thought my brain was going to be sucked out of my head and put in a jar, <laughs> basically, and I would have lost that character. So to, to get that one, I was so that was like the biggest role that I can ever remember. I almost feel like too, like if there would be a way that we could take a few more chances and even potentially die, lose a character, and yet still not be removed from the game entirely, find a way to fill that void if, 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 if it's lost or, or revive someone. You know, a, 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 or the other thing I was going to say, like a lot of RPGs, you have your main path, and then on that main path, some things happen, and you have to divert onto some salt, small subpaths in order to get back That's on. Cool. Like, oh my god, I died, I need to, the group needs to take me to a healer in order to revive me, and they do that, and then I'm back in the game, that kind of thing. Yeah, th- this particular campaign w- is potentially deadly. I mean, obviously, if you if any of you had gone out, you know, had quote unquote died in hell, you'd have, I mean, you'd have been gone, gone. Without you, it would have taken another hero quest to come get you. Whereas, you know, in the previous up until that point where you went on the hero quest, yes, you could have still died, but then, yeah, you could have done a side quest to to do the resurrection. Thing. There is limited resurrection in Lorantha. Were there any uh, side quests that we missed, other than the, you, well, the, the, tribe, the one helping the tribe? You missed, well, not missed. I mean, you avoided some real nasty entanglements by accepting Killebranduin's friendship. Mm-hmm. If you had not done that when you came when you came out of Boldholm, then um, there would then first of all there would have been um, a lot more cattle raids on you, on your clan, and so that would have ratcheted up the tension levels. But then, the, when the ducks gave wrath to Branduin, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have said, "Let's give it together." You would have had to figure out how are you going to get the sword back. And basically, it means you have to launch. Pretty much, you have to launch a raid on his stead, and and fight his thanes. Well, not thanes. His 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 group um, to get them back. That would have been nasty. Then, what would have happened? Uh, effectively, a big feud would have happened. The tribal king. Kangharl would have tried to get you outlawed, which would have been extraordinarily bad news. If you'd been there's there's two levels of outlawry. There's minor and major. Major would have been seriously bad. Basically, means you're you're kicked out of your clan for life. And would have made going through hell a lot harder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would have. It would have because wow. you'd have had no clan support then, so you you wouldn't have had the the clan fighter to boost your magic. See, and then and then if we didn't have that, if we had the ability to pick up a side. Quest in order to kind of level ourselves up mm-hmm. so that we could then be fit to fight you know, in certain situations. It's just but some of those some of those forks. I mean, a lot of, like what you're saying is in the main storyline, we have the if, if, we, if we falter, the whole thing shifts one way or another. But um, I think if there were more points that where you, no matter what you choose, one one path or the other, mm-hmm. you're gonna have you know it's gonna be tough or you're gonna have some. It's going to be a major change in, in, in the whole. I hear what you're saying, and I and I agree that if the, if what you're saying, I think, is that if the quest becomes too linear, then it, you lose some of the spontaneity and some of the choices, and having to deal with the consequences of the choices. Right. Um, that's kind of, in in a sense, the main line did by by accepting friendship. That was the major shift, because the main line assumes that you'll spurn his friendship, and then you'll have to fight him to get the sword back. You'll have to deal with. You'll have to basically go to court to try to defend yourself against the tribal king. That would have then led to a big feud between the two clans, and the lunars would have gotten involved because now you're endangering their supply lines. So the lunars would have gotten involved, imposed a peace. That would have then got your king very angry because effectively to resolve the feud because you were the ones 
technically you did the last thing, which was to raid the Grey Dogs. So your clan would have had to pay a huge wear guild to the Grey Dogs, and that would have pissed off your clan and especially your tribal king. So, so, okay, so there's that whole yeah. potential path that we that we avoided. You avoided that. So I, what I was kind of saying is, is there should have been an equal and opposite like path in essence for the decision we did make, which. You know, well, yeah, it was. Friend and some, some other people say, oh, oh well, you mean you mean a negative, something negative yeah, just, consequence just, of that. Yeah, so, the, well, so that there's some challenge in no matter what, there's then, more decisions. That but we still have challenges, though. That's true. Yeah. Right. And, and, you didn't and, have additional and challenges. No, and yeah. if they're ne- the same amount of negative on both sides, then then there's no benefit of choosing one or the other, right? They both challenge They both have negative consequences. Yeah. Right, so then it's more of either either which, which one the problems that are going to happen and you say, oh, this one would be more, this one's better for our group, our collective skills to get through. That's true, but if, one, if we were, you know, more sneaky and we chose the sneaky one, right. you know, we had to do everything sub rosa. Or we were more strong, or we could right. just power through it. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, in a, in a, I think in a freeform campaign, you can do more of that, where, where you actually do have a published adventure. It kind of does make an assumption about this is this is the way that I, the writer, think that it's most likely to happen, and so you design the challenges based on that. And then, yeah, there if the writer's good, there'll be some anticipation of where it could go off the rails, and then hopefully you anticipate later. You say, well, so when the ducks steal the sword, there's a specific paragraph. What if my characters have befriended Branduin? Then it says this is what you do, and this is what gets avoided. There's also, well, what if you killed Branduin, like in the duel, for instance? Then, well, then there'll be somebody else. The ducks will give it to the, the clan chieftain, who's even harder to get to beat than, than Branduin is. Huh. So I think it's there, and it, even in this adventure, I think it's there. I, I take your point, and again, if, if we do continue in this setting, maybe even with whether it's with these characters or not, um, well, although I do plan to look at some published adventures again, but I can look and see. I mean, if you want, I can certainly throw in more, try to throw in more twists and turns. It's, it's probably not too difficult to do that. I mean, there's also... But, but, and then we well, here. actually, yeah. and actually yeah. what happened, actually, if, we, if, we, continued, if we continued this with, all, with at least a majority of your characters, the fact that Findath has chosen to ally himself with the king mm-hmm. is going to have major consequences. Right. And in fact, I can see it leading directly into this, well, <clears throat> because effectively, you've Okay, well, you have made enemies, even though I haven't specifically mentioned them. Temertain and Esteldanga are enemies of you. So they sent the one duelist to try to kill Wilfred. There should have been more. I decided not to, to do that. Um, <coughs> Fazer, fortunately, doesn't care about you because you haven't you didn't get involved in that feud in the supply line. So Fazer doesn't really care about you guys anyway anymore. Um, I didn't figure out the, the tattoos either. You haven't figured out the tattoos, yeah. There's, well, you know what they are. You don't oh, yeah, know which of the four of you. Right. So there's that going. Um, you didn't, uh, because Finnath lost to the red and white goddess, she who dances, if you had beaten her, that's, that corresponds to a real person, a real lunar person. There's oh, actually, a, there's actually a, a live human being somewhere that was embodying that goddess. So she would have tried to, or she, well, probably she, she would have then tried to come after you. Once back on that. Once back, yeah, now that this is, a, but now since she won, she doesn't really care about you anymore. Although, if you go on another hero quest, that same character may come back, and so you may end up fighting your own ability. See, and that's that's where I think, you know, you can well, incorporate some of the things I was talking about. You know, you have some decisions for just that quest. Yeah, right. you took the easy path, but then <clears throat> later on, yeah. you know, someone comes Absolutely. out there and, 
it in another quest and makes it difficult because. But I think I think a lot of the there are already there are already enough consequences in there. I don't know that I necessarily need to make the main line more complicated. Right. Or right. because you avoided an adversary, because you avoid, avoided a pitfall, I will throw an adi- a different adversary at you. Well, okay, but then you get as KJ says. Well, in that case, what does it matter? It yeah, it's like well, no, no matter what decision we make, something bad's going to happen, and we may have to. We'll either have to fight our way out of it, talk our way out of it, sneak our way out of it, you know, whatever. But you would hope that <coughs> some of the choices you make make things easier or you're more... Yeah, and by yeah. befriending Branduin, you made a lot of things easier. Right, I, I, so I completely agree. I just, I, there were a lot of points at which I felt we took <laughs> easy path and it, the whole, and in stepping back, the whole thing seemed easier. I, I can quite, see, quite I can understand easier. that at the time it may seem like you were taking the easy way out, but there are a lot of consequences. This, this mm-hmm. whole... And I'll grant you, in this particular scenario or campaign, a lot of the choices have not come back to bite you yet. But if we ever continue on, well, one, again, I can see one big thing. By ally, you're basically the chief thing now of a lunar sympathizer, a paranoid lunar sympathizer. He's not, basically, your, your attempt, I'll tell you now, your attempt to influence him against the lunars will epic fail. So, um, well, so, so... If this campaign shifts over to this other part of the area, which is where this uh, this other published campaign is set, the obvious reason why you all went there was the king was plotting to murder you, and you realized that and got the hell out of Dodge. That's to me that is the obvious reason why your whole your characters would relocate to this area, and it's a direct consequence of accepting this. There would have. I, I see. I think it would be kind of cool if it's like if we did a series of these quests, built our characters up, acquired all of these mm-hmm. great magical well, that's, items yeah, and that's, artifacts, and then it led to some <coughs> epic, like you know, the realm fighting. Yes, the, the absolutely. If if we if we continue in this setting, I mean, we're, we're going to do Cthulhu next. But if we do come back to this and we decide to use the same characters, which is is up to you guys. I don't really care either way. Um, then I definitely I have an idea. Plan in motion, or not plan per se, but uh, I, I know where to take you guys. Or guys, generic. I know where to take you all. In terms of, well, if you play the same characters and continue on, here's what's going to happen. I, I mean, I you know the, the 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 current future history of where this whole Dragon Pass starter campaign is going. Um, you guys don't know it. It's not like it's hard to find out if you want to do research. Um, effectively, uh, the Lunars will have a major victory, and so there will be con- serious consequences for you guys, for any Sardarites who are trying to fight back. And there is at least... We become the resistance. And- Effectively, yes. There, uh, there's one gigantic battle that is that is coming is coming up in the history where you are now, which, if you guys continue on, you could participate in. I need to figure out how to translate that into the other game system, because it was written in an earlier game system, and I need to translate that into the current one. I'm, I'm sure someone's got ideas on how to do that. So, I mean, I have resources to, to, look, to do that lookup. But if you want, I can certainly take you through that, where you know, the Lunars kill Orlans, effectively. You have to try to bring him back. Well, I, I, I am interested in this genre, if we want to start a new, totally new campaign, new set of characters, or if we want to pick up where we left off. I'm, I'm interested in that. I just wish there were more monsters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so... Why don't, that's a, that's a good point. So why, why don't we why don't we 
end the discussion and we can talk about the next campaign. Okay, so thank you for the discussion. <laughs>